everyone, welcome back to another episode of... Explain it slowly. Okay. <laughs> so explain it. Slowly. Alright. So today's question for you is... Slowly. Slowly. I will tell you in a slowly manner as I slowly find it on my phone. <laughs> okay, so... What is fiber? Mainly, how does it help you get good connection, like internet connection? Okay. Most people don't have fiber, so this ain't helping them do diddly squat. So what is fiber (laughs) and how do you acquire it, I guess? Okay, so fiber is a uh, type of cabling uh, that is used for high, like, bandwidth situations. Uh, Let's go back a little. Fiber is... A very, very thin piece of glass, Mm. actually. And it's so thin that the glass is not, like, hard and rigid. You can actually bend it a fair amount. Like, you can't, uh, you can't crimp it. Like, if you made a knot and you tied it super tight, it would, like, be too, it would crack. Um, so it is still glass. Uh, but it's such a thin piece of glass, like, very, like, thinner than your hair, than hair. Um, that it bends a fair amount without cracking. Mm. Like the covalent bonds that are hold is, is it covalent bonds with glass? Uh-huh. I think so. The crystalline structure of the glass uh does not it has enough flexibility in it uh to to be used as a cable. Is it as flexible as like rubber? No. No. Or like a, a regular cable how you can like It's about as flexible as a hair actually. Like if you take a hair and you were to like crisp like um mm-hmm. Tie a knot? No, not tie a knot. What's that called? Straighten it. Not straighten. When you uh, take a piece of paper and you fold it and crease it. That's the word. (laughs) I needed to build the scenario in my head. Okay. So if you take a human hair and you crease it, it's going to stay creased. You broke the fiber. But if you take a human hair, you can bend it and manipulate it a fair amount. And it's going to like spring back to its original shape. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, fiber is a cable that has a very, very thin strand of glass, unbroken, um, and it's covered in a ton of protection at that point that gives it a usual cable size. So when you look at your, like, computer cables that you use every day, fiber more or less looks to be that size. It's a little thinner, actually. Uh, But most of that is just protection for that piece of glass. I think additionally, the glass is like covered in some sort of reflective material, and that keeps whatever is bouncing around inside of the glass, and we'll get to that, um, inside the glass and doesn't doesn't get absorbed by the cable itself. So you might be wondering, you have a piece of glass, how are you transmitting information like through that? Yeah. Well, like if you look at the pieces of glass around you, your glasses, the window, they are very good at transmitting some types of information, namely light from one side of the glass to the other side of the glass mm. meaning we can see through that glass impeccably right uh-huh. we cannot see through a wall very well right okay so it might be a, a silly little example but that's what fiber does it takes the light that it sees on one side of the cable and it allows that light to end up all the way on the other side of the cable basically unperturbed so as the light enters the fiber on one end it's going to bounce along and end up at the other end at mostly the same speed that it would have taken for that light to pass through the air above it Mm. okay so it's a very good 
um, it's a very good transmitter of photons. So what you do is you end up with a laser on one end and a receiver on the other end. And if you turn on the laser on one end, you're going to end up seeing it on the other end immediately. If you turn off the laser, it's going to immediately be off. On, off, on, off, on, on, off, off, on, off. Sounds familiar? Binary. Sure. Okay, so <laughs> uh, that's what fiber is. It's a, it's a way of communicating between two places. Uh, the reason why it's way better than copper is because you can go over much larger distances with a strong enough laser that you can transmit that information uh, without any issues. So your information is a laser? Your information is the light that is transmitted via the laser. So if you have a sequence of ons and offs that represent your information, uh, your laser would turn okay. on and off at that same sequence. On the other end, you'd have a receiver that would turn on and off as soon as it gets the photons. Uh-huh. And that would just, that would just like work. Okay. The receiver is basically the same thing if you ever had a nightlight. And on that nightlight, there's like a little window. And if you have lights on, it turns off. It's basically the same thing. Super, not, not like the ones used for fiber are like more expensive, but it's not a super complicated piece of machinery. It's fairly simple. Okay. So it's faster. It gives you a mm -hmm. faster receiving. Yeah. You don't need to transmit power okay. at the same time. Like with a copper cable, you need to have enough energy, enough electricity to actually put it through the cable uh -huh. and for it to go far enough. Uh -huh. And it turns out. When you have DC current, which is basically what we transmit through data lines, it doesn't go very far because you need to have enough voltage for it to go like quite the distance. And mm -hmm. you don't want to put too much voltage because it becomes dangerous. Okay. So uh, when we when we transmit uh, like electricity to houses, we use AC current, alternating current. And the electrons themselves, they don't really move very far. They just kind of fluctuate where they are. And they, they bounce back and forth, and that kind of pushes all of them down a chain, and that's how it gets very, like, far distances. But with DC current, you need to have that same electron go the whole circuit, which is quite the distance. So uh, fiber, like, accomplishes this without any electricity at all by just using photons, which are, like, super fundamental particles. And because they're in a pure, like, a very high-quality glass uh, with reflective coating thing, they can go very far distances without uh, getting lost along the way, basically. So if this technology is so much better, why aren't we using it? Okay, so fiber has a number of drawbacks. Uh, the first one being you can't insert new cabling whenever you want. Uh, if you break your fiber, you have to cut it, and then you have to... Go ahead and melt the glass to refuse the two cores. Okay, so you can't attach yeah it, it's impractical you can attach it like once it gets near your computer at that point just having the two pieces of glass right next to each other is enough for the laser to kind of go through but you don't have a further 10 kilometers to go you just have a few feet at that point so it's one size once it's made you can't refix the size yeah you you buy you buy fiber to length or you buy like a roll and then you cut it to exactly what you need um and now we might say, oh, we do that the same with cables, but when you're building out infrastructure, like for an office building or stuff like that, they they go and repatch these things all the time. So Yeah, you connect cables together and, mm -hmm. and re, re exactly. wire them. So uh, with fiber, the nice thing is that you can put multiple things over the same fiber connection. 
unlike a regular copper cable where the only thing you can transmit is an electron to the other side Mm -hmm. with fiber you can choose what kind of light do you want to send red light over do you want to send green light over blue light purple light slightly different yellow light like anything in the spectrum if you have a laser capable of it you can go ahead and combine multiple lasers on one end and have multiple receivers that are tuned to a very specific frequency of light and when you send the red none of them except the red receiver are going to see that but since you have one fiber like line you can put all those lights simultaneously and they will kind of dance around with each other but they won't influence each other which is nice convenient so that's why fiber ends up with like better internet is because you can you can submit more data over longer distances and that's that's its main benefit and that's why i really want fiber because uh you can get faster internet yeah that's all there's to it can you get fiber anywhere you live or it has to be a like like do you have to live in a certain zone to get fiber so because of the way the u.s like infrastructure is set up uh, basically the company you have internet with has a monopoly on your area mm-hmm. and they actively prevent anyone else from putting new cabling anywhere um, so you are kind of stuck with whatever they choose to give you. Um, they might choose to give you fiber. In fact, they probably use fiber to the main box that distributes to your entire neighborhood. But from that box, they will leave in old infrastructure as as long as they reasonably can because they don't want to spend all this money. Like most of your uh, monthly um, payment for your internet is not going to fixing up that infrastructure to yeah, say it's a profit at this yeah point. It's, it's pure profit but if for they them. were to switch everything from copper over to fiber they would have and... to spend money yeah so I, I i'm doing a giant eye roll at this point <laughs> um like no matter what people are willing to spend it's generally not millions of dollars to get your own private fiber line uh-huh. so you don't many people don't have an opportunity to get fiber unless they live in certain cities where there was some program that got put in place to actually put fiber like in every neighborhood um so if you have Verizon Fios for instance they actually did have an investment opportunity to go put like fiber to every house so you have a line the house next to you has a its own private line and this goes all the way to their distribution uh center and you you have a private line at that point so there's nothing that's impacting your speeds um, whereas if you live where we live, you have like cable internet and although cable internet can be fast, it's not the same. Like it's usually asymmetric, meaning the download speed that you get is not the same as your upload speed, um, which most people don't care. But nowadays is becoming more and more useful as we're like doing zooms and things like that. Having a good upload speed means you, you can put better quality video of your face <laughs> like out, out into the world live. Um, whereas if you have multiple people that need to do this simultaneously, then you start running into problems. So since we can't get fiber, how are you going to get fiber? Uh, my aim is for this podcast to become so successful that we basically get a million bucks a month and then I can get my (laughs) private fiber line. Uh, that's basically the only opportunity that we'll ever get other than moving, uh, for us to get fiber. The other opportunity is if does do does this area have uh, Verizon whatever? No, it does not. Oh. So uh, the other opportunity is along business avenues. 
uh, and I mean this literally, the streets where there's lots of businesses, you have a higher chance at getting a fiber drop than you do in a residential district, even if it's like two blocks removed. Uh Um, And if you are a business, you can usually shop around for an area that already has a fiber drop. And if they already have a fiber drop, then you can pay for fiber service. It's going to be thousands of bucks a month, but it will be available. So if you if you run a business, uh, consider if you really need fiber, consider not running it out of your home and run it out of an, a proper office. And depending on where you're renting that office, uh, you have a chance of getting actual fiber. Wait, so having fiber costs around a thousand dollar a month as your as your like as your internet bill? It could, yes. Versus normally with the normal copper cable, whatever, it's like a hundred ish. Yeah, and that will probably that will probably be the investment that they have to do to bring the fiber line to you. Uh huh. That you're paying the Is that a one time thing or is that gonna be It's probably a one time thing spread over at least a year. Uh and then from that point forward you pay like a smaller monthly price. Uh huh. So it really depends on, on what is available. I once uh call to see okay uh how like how much would it be for me to get fiber and the guy quoted me 1.3 million uh from the nearest place which is not even 10 miles away so that's still pretty far though 10 miles yeah that's still pretty far so i can i i can see why it's a million dollar just to get a cable here just to get a cable yeah oh my gosh so that's why that's not happening. Can ever. we at least name that cable after us? If uh, we're gonna at that point, you can do whatever you want. I'm sure. <laughs> wow. So, do I get a free month of <laughs> service? First month free, <laughs> please. <laughs> I don't have anything else left to my name. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. So then, all of this rewiring that you wanted to do in the house. So that's separate. So you can have. That's not fiber. So you can have fiber internet, and that's the hard thing to get. Uh-huh. You can also have fiber networking, and that's an easier thing to get. So the the benefit of fiber networking inside of like one building is you can get very fast connections between any two points that you like run fiber from. Uh-huh. So if I wanted to, for instance, uh, work on video editing from a computer that's anywhere in the house and the actual thing that's doing the video editing or has the videos on it is in one particular place, then you can go ahead and connect via fiber and have full access to all speeds that that original thing has. Okay, so it's just a local fiber connection that you yeah. have throughout the house, but the internet source is it's still, still the same. It's still the same slow thing. It's still the shitty thing that yeah. then... But that thing is now just not in that one corner where the rest of the house is being blocked by walls. It's now you have a direct access to that. Exactly. So you don't need to you don't need to sit at that computer. You can go ahead and sit at another computer or a terminal uh, where you can access that computer. Basically, uh, so you have you have direct access to anything that computer can do at the speed of light. Basically, because that's what the fiber is. Assuming you have the enough stuff, so. This can be in, done in several ways. Either you transmit the video and the keyboard and mouse over fiber, and you don't have anything at the other end. You just have a screen and a mouse and keyboard, and then the computer somewhere else. Uh-huh. Or you actually have computers at different locations, but you connect the networking. So if one computer wants to access files on that other thing, you can either use Ethernet or you can use fiber to get a faster connection to that thing. 
Okay. So Ethernet is currently limited uh, in most cases to one gigabit a second or 10 gigabit a second, depending on what kind of jack you have on your computer. Um, but um, so with fiber, you can have much faster speeds of around uh, 25, 40, or 100 gigabit using the same cable. And the nice thing about fiber is there's no limit in place. Like if you need faster than 100 gigabit in the future, you just need to change the thing at each end of the cable and you can have 400 gigabit or one terabit. So you, as like one thing I've seen is throughout my life, technology has gone faster at like a stupidly exponential scale. So I expect over my next 20 years of being in this house, I don't want to redo the cabling seven times to always get the fastest thing. Mm -hmm. So with fiber, you don't have to redo the cabling. You always have the fastest cable that exists you just change the computers like over time and those computers will be able to use faster and faster connections over the same fiber but cables will get old over time no the Not, fiber itself wouldn't you still need to update that no so that's the nice thing about fiber is the cable itself does not get old uh. it's it's always going to be the fastest so there's different kinds of fiber that you can get but for the most part there are some that uh don't have any limitations basically as long as you can put a photon on it you can put any combination of photons that you want it's always going to end up on the other end okay so and especially at short distances you can basically cheat and like put any like it's not 10 kilometers between the office and the well, garage good thing your house is not a, a, a several acres long right i know i'm so <laughs> lucky to be able to live in uh, los angeles where we have small houses <laughs> So, yeah, that's what fiber is. Okay. Now, is this process getting fiber in your house, like, extensive? It's no different than putting Ethernet in your house. So, uh, we currently... Like, well, to me, putting Ethernet, meaning you find a phone jack and you just can plug in... Well, you uh, need to put a, the phone jack there. Okay, so you need a, a an outlet in the wall yeah. in each places that you want this connection to be. Exactly. So... Uh, rather than do that several times over the next 40 years, like where we rip out cables and put new cables, rip out cables, put new cables, we can do it once with fiber and then we don't need to rip out cables. And then at the other end, we put one little box that knows what fiber is and then turns it into stuff that regular computers know what mm. to do with. Okay. Is it, even, is it that good that even if you're in individual rooms, you have all the doors closed you'll still get a pretty spot-on connection. Well, it's not wireless. Oh, it's not wireless. No, it's a cable. Oh, it's an actual cable. So yeah. then, even if you have that outlet in each room, you still need to plug you need to from your, to com your computer to that outlet to use it. Though. Yes. Oh, so it's never wireless. So you're never going to be wireless anymore. You're always going to be... Yes, but it's since it's to the room, it's to the computer you're using that computer is going to have the best connection possible. Another benefit is it can go to your little wireless gizmo, and you can have a wireless gizmo in each room, and then your wireless devices have the best connection possible. Is this your ultimate dream? Yeah. <laughs> One day, all according to Kikuk. Oh my gosh. So currently our Ethernet is just like stapled to the ceiling. Um, but but our... our, our which I have a router in this room, right? Yeah. So your computer router, is right? your computer is wirelessly connected stuff. But the router is in this room. That's why I'm able to connect it. But if 
Do I have an internet route or an airport in here? No, so you just have one for the printer. So the printer is directly connected to it. Oh, so I'm connected to my printer? No, so you're connected so to the, the you're connected to the one that's in my room that broadcasts. That's oh, the that closest one. Oh, that is right one. there. Yeah. Uh, Whereas my computer and uh, the little server we have, that's all con- hardwired. So those things have a good connection to each other. Okay. And then the uh, the main one is in the kitchen. Yeah, and everything is connected via wire through the ceiling. Not through the ceiling, like stapled to stapled, the ceiling. Stapled uh, uh, on the wall. Yeah, not... Not really stapled, taped. Yeah, it is stapled. Yeah, it's stapled. Yeah. Yeah, so I finally... It used to be taped. I finally gave up and put the staples as I... Uh, you didn't finish the rest, mister. I did not. There's still the... So one day I'm just going to go ahead and put... The most visible part of the house is the kitchen and the dining area, and you can see the, all the blue tapes. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I think having it there, it's a reminder that we need to get this, get rid of this eventually. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you neatly staple everything... And then it's going to be then there Then it's going to stay there, yeah. Yeah. So what we need to do is uh, we don't have we don't have a, a basement. We or don't what have... you could do is you just neatly staple everything and then repaint the entire wall, including the cables and the staples. No, that's, that's a mess because then... the silicone tape makes a mess, and then it's a mess. Oh. Not recommended. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we don't have a basement. We don't have an attic. So the only thing we can do is basically make holes in the roof where the walls are. Yeah. And then, like, put the ca- put um, conduit there for the cables, yeah. and have it route via the roof. Uh, and that's the only opportunity. That's the only thing we can do. We just have to go ahead and do it, which is a lot of work. So we didn't do it yet. That's the only no, thing. I know. Us I know. And it's. It, I know. You have to make a hole in the wall, repaint, yada yada. So well, I mean, one day we'll we'll get it done. But until then, we will not have fiber. Okay. That answer all I, I'm just wondering if it's necessary. I mean, the internet connection we have is pretty good. So, for instance, you cannot go ahead and edit directly off of the little server that's in my room. Oh. Because you are connected wirelessly. Oh, so I would have to bring it on my my local computer to you to exactly. do anything and then put it back. Yeah. Whereas the computer that I have in my room can directly connect to it at 10 gigabit and work with that stuff. Okay. So there are benefits to having it all like once you reach the ideal, it's super nice because everything is like connected. And but then if you go anywhere else, you're like, oh, yeah, why? Like, You'll never leave your house at that point. Never because... again because it's ideal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everything is there, um, and not necessarily at your desk, which is really nice because you don't have to have loud spinning fans that are churning away at hard drives well that's only temporarily i mean yeah. eventually you're going to move those hard drives somewhere so that you can free up that room exactly so uh currently my room is very noisy and that's yeah that. yeah we, we did a, an episode a, a long time ago where i asked dimitri about how does a, a water heater work but in there i referenced the his room how it's so loud that it sounds like you're constantly in a water heater or a washing machine. Like you're you're in it, you know. So, so do check, check out that, that episode. Yeah, do check that episode. <laughs> and while we're at it, everyone needs to listen to What is French Cuisine? Our, our episode number four with the lowest amount of downloads. And we know how many downloads there are. I'm shaking my finger at the no microphone. No one cares about your French culture and your French cuisine. It was a great episode, I think. And it's it's not a question of no one cares. No one was interested enough to give it a try. 
Oh. Because they didn't download it, and we know that. <laughs> well, I, I feel like as a as our podcasts get bigger and bigger, and we're hopefully it is getting bigger, that, you know, no one goes back to the beginning to listen. It's usually from where they enter in and, mm-hmm. then, and then forward. That's so, always how it works. So there, that's why I'm encouraging everyone, please like, check I, out episode I, number four. It's I a actually, good episode. I There's some nice show that. art. I actually tried that at one point to, I think it was SGU mm-hmm. that, oh, they've been doing it for like 10 years Yeah, plus. they have like 600 episodes. And, and when you introduced me, <laughs> and when you introduced me to that podcast, I was like, oh, they talk about a lot of cool stuff that I want to learn, all science related and things like that. So I was like, let me start from the beginning. I did not make it far. Like one or two episodes from the beginning, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. Let's just go back to when I re- when I entered in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My strategy was to go 50 episodes at a time backwards. Yeah, but from modern times, so I'm not too like too, too to the beginning, back. and it's like all of a sudden very different. Yeah, because like the timing, because like they're cur- they're talking about the current. Yeah, uh, not to mention of that, that the their dynamic changes like over time, yeah. so you don't want to get culture shock. Of going to like episode one dynamics, <laughs> and to you're like, "Who's this person?" Episode seven hundred dynamics. So yeah, I made it as far back as like the two hundred fifties, I think. So oh, I, wow. I still have, I still have a ways to go, like five years worth of oh wow episodes. But that's yeah, our goal, go. right? That's our goal for this podcast, right? Is to stay around for at least ten years, mm-hmm. right? And then we'll figure it out then. <laughs> Exactly. And in the meantime, our dynamic didn't change. So go check out episode four. It's it's a lot of fun. And all the other episodes. I, th- I think we have a lot at this point. I think, yeah, I think we, we have a lot of fun. And I've become more talkative, I think. Mm-hmm. Or I'm trying to be. Yeah. And trying to articulate my words better. Mm-hmm. So check out episode four, everyone. And follow us on Twitter at Lin and Dimitri Chan. And, and I think that's what it is. It's and in the show notes. It's in the show notes. And download Nafa. Uh, 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 and adopt some cats because they're adorable. And they step all over your computer while you're recording. Yeah. Like Sesame here, who created Untitled Folder. Stick around for the after show to hear that. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Let's see. What did she do? She made a new Untitled Folder. Oh, Sesame, you just created a folder. I'm so proud of you.